Welcome to Wildly Empowered Women. I'm your host, Jessica Zalens, and this is the Espresso Martini for Your Feminine. Let's go take a sip. Welcome back to Wildly Empowered Women. Today, I'm joined by a very good friend of mine who I deeply adore and look up to, not only as a woman and a mother, but also as an incredible business queen. She has achieved so much in her career. And today I have a lot of questions for her that I know will just give you so much value on how to keep going and the mindset for success. So Yela Raber is a high-ticket affiliate marketer and certified master business coach. She's dedicated to supporting entrepreneurial spirits to go big and go home. She creates a new success paradigm that allows them to create big impact, big income, and also a big expensive life to match. After all, the age of chasing success based on exclusively on hustle is gone. Instead, she supports entrepreneurs in creating their own version of success in a aligned and purpose-driven way, creating business that lights their owners up instead of burning them out, which I'm sure that is music to many people's ears. She's got 15 years experience in the entrepreneur space. She's built businesses from the kitchen table to multinational, multi-million dollar enterprises. And she effortlessly combines the strategic with the intuitive and the pragmatic with the mindful. Over the years, Yala has coached and supported thousands of entrepreneurs worldwide in creating a business and life in which they get to be at all unapologetically ambitious and uncompromising in their quality of life. Who got shivers when I was sharing that introduction? (laughs) I just love everything that you stand for, Yela. And I want to start with firstly, thanking you so much for your time and being on today. Thank you for having me. I'm so (laughs) excited to be here for this intro. I'm like, whoa. Who is this? She sounds like <laughs> I like her. She is someone you want to share a rosé with. That's who she is. <laughs> and obviously knowing your backstory myself, I'd love for you to go into, if, if you will, where your incredible motto that I just find so relatable of go big and go home. Where did that start? Where did that come from? Tell us a bit of backstory to your whole vision with your business. I'd love to, I'd love to, because I'd love to share that it came from this enlightened moment that I had where I just saw the way forward. I did not. Uh, <laughs> it was born like like many good things in, in most people's lives. It was born through struggle and through living the exact opposite life for so many years. Like you mentioned earlier, um, yes, I did, you know, build quite a big business, right? I started it at the kitchen table, really perfecting the art of pushing the stroller with my newborn with my foot whilst I was trying to type emails. And that business just grew and grew. It was a marketing and PR agency, and it grew into a multinational, multi-million dollar business. And that sounds amazing. But I'm not saying that from a space of like, look at me go, because it's actually the opposite that is true. Right. I built this business that became this this Frankenstein like monster that completely run ran my life. I want to say ruined my life. That's not true, but it ran my life. And I completely got lost 
in it, right? I got lost in the role I thought I had to play as the as the business owner, as the mom, as the wife, as all the things. And even though I loved what I did, that kind of pressure, that mentality of go big, you know, go big or go home, basically give it your all or don't even try it, try it all. It's the, the old broken paradigm around success. It's a paradigm of we all accept that you're, it's okay that you're either successful, but miserable or really heart-centered, but broke as fuck. Oh, part of my French. I'm Dutch. I swear, like a sailor. Anything goes here. <laughs> you know who you're talking to. I'm like, ooh, that's hard. <laughs> we bleep this out. Um, but that that success paradigm um, hadn't just become my reality when I finally stepped out of that. And again, I'd like to say that I did that willingly, but it <laughs> wasn't that at all. But when I finally kind of broke free of that, of that mentality, of that hustle paradigm, I looked at it and I realized it was so broken because we all accept that it's okay in order to be, quote unquote, successful, whatever that may mean to you. For a lot of people, that isn't even clear, right, what that means to them. It's just what society tells us is successful or what our family tells us or the way we grow up or TV or you know, our whole world, often we chase a version of success, some cookie cutter model that isn't even ours. And we accept that we have to give up our life basically in the pursuit of that. Mm-hmm. We accept that we get that, that it's okay to lose touch with your children, your loved ones, with yourself, with what's important to you in the pursuit of that success. So Once I broke free of that, once I sold that business and kind of sat there feeling a little bit lost because who was I if I wasn't the big businesswoman girl, I realized I look back at it. I'm like, this, this is just, this isn't working for me. And I know it's not working for so many of us. And it took me a long time to unlearn all of those habits, beliefs, and, and, and patterns within myself. And then once I did, I kind of vowed <laughs> to A, never go back to that space of, you know, paying for, for money with my life, but also to support other entrepreneurial spirits, people who have that drive, who have that vision, feel called forward towards something bigger than themselves, even if they don't know what it is yet, to help them really have it both, go big and go home, be unapologetically ambitious and uncompromising your quality of life because you do get to have both, but we're just told from the youngest age that we can't. Mm. And it goes against what so many people believe entrepreneurship is, which is sacrifice and hustle and you know needing to do 16-hour days just to get ahead instead of well, how can you do things smarter instead of harder? How can you leverage your time long-term instead of this constant idea of, yeah, sacrifice and, and pain almost? Exactly. And I do like, I have a weird word that I like to use because, you know, we, we talk a lot, about the, a lot about the hustle and the hustle being dead and being in a flow state. And I think the word I like to use is flustle. 
And this is what I try to find every day within my own life and my own business and help my clients find as well. And the people in my team is that it's not one or the other. Like, let's not villainize hustle, the hustle energy, right? The way I describe it is hustle energy is trying to, you're in a boat rowing upstream, right? And oh, it's heavy and oh, it's tough. It's hard work. And you'll get to where you want to go. You know, if you just keep rowing hard enough, you'll get there. It's very intentional, but you'll never really go any further. You'll never see what's beyond that because no one goes like, oh, well, let's just keep going and just see what's there. Whereas flow energy is kind of like being on that same river, but like downstream on a unicorn floaty. Mm-hmm. And as lovely as that is, it lacks a certain sense of direction, right? It's like, well, let's see where the river takes us. But like, ooh, I see something nice that can't stop because I'm on a unicorn floaty. So flussle to me is that sweet spot between those two, between the unicorn floaty and the rowing upstream. And that's not a fixed space. It's a a bar you can navigate, right? It's a spectrum. And sometimes in your life, sometimes in your business, call for a little bit more of one of the energy and sometimes call for a little bit more of the other, right? But it is understanding that neither of these extremes is going to be supportive. One is going to completely burn you out and drain you. And the other one is just going to take you on a ride and kind of completely missing your goals and destinations because you have no kind of say in it. And being real about where you are, where you want to go, and what energy is needed. And there's times in my in my business, in my life today, where I have big dreams and big goals, and I move more towards the hustle side of the flussel spectrum. And there's times where I'm like, oh, I need more rest. I need to kind of come back to myself again. And that kind of lever moves more towards the, the unicorn floaty side. Mm. And I think having that awareness and not vilifying one or the other, but understanding that just like masculine, feminine energy, you know, yin, yang, it's a blend. Mm, I love that analogy and that visual that you just painted. It's (laughs) such an important one. And I agree. It's a balance of the two. You're not going to get anywhere if you don't expect to put any any effort in whatsoever. But it is that balance of how can you do it in a way that feels really good to you and you're not burning yourself to the core. So I love your mantra. Thank you for explaining the go big and go home. Such a beautiful mantra for life, I feel. When we were talking before about all of the things that we all have in life, but also I feel like you've got so much happening in your life and solo parenting and a business and, you know, this incredible income with high ticket affiliate marketing. What advice would you give to someone to avoid overwhelm or to avoid burnout? You know, like it's very easy when you're driven and you have your own business, there's no set hours. The more you put in, the more you're going to get out in any business. So, we could be working 24-7 if we wanted to. It actually takes trust. It takes having your own boundaries to actually not do that. So what's your advice to juggling it all and, and being able to have the success that you do, but also maintain a household and, and parent to teenage kids and, and do it all? 
I love that question. I think the answer to that is twofold. On the one hand, I think it's really important to be clear on what your definition of success is, right? To be really clear on what it is, what is that vision? What is your definition of success that you're working towards? Because otherwise, it's success is like this ever-moving goalpost, right? Because you're going to hit, you're going to set a goal, and you're going to get there. It's going to be great. You're going to do a little boogie. And then there's a next goal. And that's what's beautiful about life. But that's also what keeps us feeling like perpetually unfulfilled um, because we don't know what we're actually moving towards and why. Right. So, yes, you know, you want the 10K, 20K, 50K months. Great. But what does that mean to you? Why? Is it because that makes you feel secure or makes you feel abundant? Like what? What is your version of success that you're moving towards right now? Because just like we evolve, our version of success changes. It evolves. It upgrades as it should. You know, what previously was our ceiling will become our floor and we just keep leveling up. So, you know, I do this practice called the success blueprint with my clients and I do that for myself as well, at least twice a year. And, you know, often you'll see that once you're clear on what your version of success is for the next six months, comes the day where you reevaluate six months later, you're like, I've got there, like now I want something else. And that's okay. So I think that's really, um, really important to, to keep in mind. And as for the second part of this, right? Like how do you avoid burnout and, and constantly doing things? Because there's always things to do. This is a practice that one of my coaches, Preston Smiles, taught me that I love doing. And it's super simple. You can all do this at home. But basically, you just said it literally, right? We're juggling. We're juggling all the balls. And it's about getting clear on which ones are the rubber balls and which one are the glass balls for now. Again, these, this, these things change. So when you're juggling and you draw, drop a rubber ball, it's fine. It'll bounce. It'll bounce a couple of times. You can pick it up later. You drop a glass bowl, it shatters into a million pieces. Pretty damn hard to put it back together. So I'm a big believer in you can have it all and you can be it all. And I'm also a big believer in not all at the same time. Because if you want to have it all and be it all, all at the same time, that's where you start burning out and where you start losing yourself. So I am radically strict with myself. And I look at kind of the balls, you know, the different areas of my life. And I'm like, these are glass balls. If I drop them, everything goes to shit. Everything else, everything that's not a glass ball right now, I'm going to let it bounce a couple of times because I know I can pick it up whenever I, I have space again. So become really discerning on what matters most to you and give that your all. And the rest, you know, my friends always laugh at me. You know, they come over. Um, there's always, always somehow a Mount Everest of laundry, clean laundry <laughs> on my couch that one night when I'll have time, I'll watch some TV and fold the laundry. That night doesn't often come along uh, to the point where my kids, when they need clean clothes, just, just automatically walk to the couch. Yep. So it's like, it's, it's, it's become a joke. They walk into my house and like, oh, there's the laundry rules just fold, fold a little. Yeah. Uh, rubber bowl. You know, my kids are fed. I'm earning money. Everyone's healthy. We're spending quality time together. Yeah. My laundry's not folded. We'll live. 
right? Yeah. And it comes down to priorities, isn't it? I had, I mean, you've just described my household. I have constantly, (laughs) you know, with five people up until recently in this house and two of them being kids, we just constantly have washing going. And a friend of mine came over the other day to, I needed to teach her something that required her to be in person. And she's a mum of three, she's working a job and she's building her high ticket affiliate marketing on the side as well. And I said to her, I'm so glad that you've seen my house and you've seen, you know what I earn, you've seen my success and you've also seen my house because this is proof to you. This is what it actually looks like to be successful around a family, around all the other things happening. You need to almost have like tunnel vision and just not even see the mess, the laundry, the, you know, like all the other things in the house that of course I could spend an hour a day, if not more, probably more doing, but I just have my blinkers on and I almost like I've just taught myself to not even see it so that I can just focus on, yeah, just focus on what needs to be done to move me closer to my goal, not further away, which is so easy to do with procrastination. So do you have any advice around prioritizing procrastination and just like keeping the main thing, the main thing? Oh, yes. This is one of my favorite things that I do with my own to-do list. And again, with my clients, and again, I'm a systems whore. I love lists and procedures and all of that. Right. And the problem with the way most people work with to-do lists is that it's kind of that same thing as that ever-moving goal pose we were speaking about. We put down all these things and we put down all these crazy expectations of ourselves that we know in advance, there's no way I'm going to do all these things today, right? Mm. But what ends up happening is we have this list of our to-dos for the day, which we don't finish. And with every day we do that, it kind of chips away at our sense of integrity, right? Because being Mm. integrous means doing as you say you're going to do, being who you say you're going to be, not just when people are watching, but most importantly to yourself. So it chips away at that self-worth, that self-trust of like, well, you know what? Yeah, that's not really trustworthy because she said she was going to do all these things. So I like to do a big brain dump of all the things I want to do once a week. And I, for me, I find it very easy to divide it in the different silos of my life. So, you know, I have my kids and cats and, you know, home and this business and the coaching business and admin, because it's easier for me to do a brain dump if I get to just kind of put my uh, blinkers on and only think about, okay, what needs to happen in this segment of my life. And then what I do is I rate each of these points on my to-do list on three different variables, money, time, joy, slash energy right? What is the return on investment of my time and energy on that task in terms of money, bringing me closer to my money goals, bringing me closer to my time freedom goals, bringing me closer to a feeling of joy and just experience. And, you know, I rate them all one to three, you know, or one to 10, whatever works for you. And I pick every day the top three that rank the highest in terms of return That doesn't mean it's the highest return necessarily in money, but if that gives me, that that frees up my time and it brings me so much joy, then that is for me one of the most potent ways I can spend my time. I call it the triple bottom line. So for me, instead of having this giant to-do list, I have it, but every day I pick the top three, those things I'm going to do, 
right? Really train my brain and train my subconscious mind in saying, I'm a trustworthy person because I said I was going to do these things and I did these things. Now, if I finish them and I want to do something else, I pick the next highest off the list, but that's optional. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And you're not setting yourself up for failure by putting a million things on your list when I love that way of prioritizing of like, what is the highest return activity I can do today? What what are the three highest return activities. That's such great advice. Yeah, I, I love it. And, and mm. I love that it doesn't just look because yes, like I said, I'm a businesswoman. I love, I love doing business. I love making money, but I don't ever want to fall back into that trap that that is what drives me. Mm. So I want to look at my three most important ways in which I define success, right? The mm. money, the time and the joy and energy I get from it. And some things that I, that I do that I choose to do one day, for example, you know, it can be something like, you know, go, go for a, for a long walk, right? In terms of money scores of one, not so much, but in terms of time and joy slash energy, that was one of the highest like rating points on my to-do list So I went and did it without any guilt because I knew it had the highest return on investment overall. Mm. And you know that when you come back, you'll likely be more productive and in a better energy than if you tried to do all the business stuff in that previous energy too. Oh, 100%. And most likely, I don't know about you, but like for me, walking is like, it's like moving meditation. Mm. Um, So I always need to have like either my phone or like a notebook because whenever I do go for a walk, I'm like, oh. God, I have this idea. It's like, you know, when you get out of your own way, that's often why great ideas drop, you know, when you're in the shower or driving, like you get out of your own way and there's space for creativity to drop in. So often it turns out to be even more productive than had Mm. I sat there behind my screen trying to force myself to do the thing that didn't feel good in the moment. Mm, Love that. And This brings me to just a few things that you've said have made me think of the question about self-worth because you have created massive success in your business. And I know you're not here for, you know, 510K here and there. You're here for the 50, 100K months and you've seen the vision and that's why you've always, you know, been a savvy lass and seen the the value of high ticket, right? If we look at your career, like PR, getting a PR client, doing business coaching and high-ticket affiliate marketing. They're all high-ticket sales, right? So very smart way to do business. Did you want to add anything to that before? Well, I- yeah. I yeah. mean, I think that's actually funny because I never looked at it that way. But mm. I mean, I don't know if everyone knows this, but I'm sure you do because you, you've you had a similar journey. But it takes the exact exact same amount of energy and time to make a low ticket sale or a high ticket sale. Oh, like, yes. Okay. And actually, if I'm honest and look back at my career, my low ticket sales or um, clients where I've kind of lowered the bar, given a discount, have come at a much higher cost mm. than, than high ticket clients coming in, right? But it takes the exact same amount of time energy, love, dedication. So I don't know about you. Oh, I do know about you, but to you guys who are listening, 
if I'm going to be spending that hour, that hour that I'm not going to be with my kids, or I'm not going to be on the beach, or I'm not going to be connecting with my friends, or I'm not reading that book, like that's a lot of shit we're giving up. Let that hour be spent into something that is converting into high ticket sales. Mm. Yep. I came from low ticket network marketing, five years of it. And my gosh, I couldn't agree more with you. When I first looked at high ticket, I remember saying to my friends like, oh gosh, I could never sell a $5,000 product. Like, how do you do it? That's just like, let alone 10,000. Like it was so beyond my remit of thinking and, and my, what I thought I was capable of with when it comes to sales. And she said the same thing. She was like, Jess, a sale is a sale. Like, and what it comes down to as well is when, I mean, when comparing to network marketing, we were paying about $300 a month to stay active in our network marketing company. And this investment is $300 a month. So even though it actually was the same monthly, I was just seeing the overall cost. And I had a lot of work to do around my money mindset when I first started, because not only was the investment like something bigger than what I had looked at before, but the return was as well. And if you don't have a good sense of self-worth and relationship with money, you will repel money. As soon as you bring in those big commissions, you'll also repel it. So is there anything that you've done over the years that have helped you with your relationship with money and your sense of worth when it comes to money? So I have a strangely delusional self-image when it comes to money. Like I I have this idea that of, of course, of course, this is the life I get to live. And of course, I get to create it myself, right? I don't expect anyone to hand me anything. Like nothing is, is going to drop into my lap. I think that is the, the gift of, you know, my previous business that, you know, was a marketing and PR business, meaning... I basically sold air, right? I sold fluff, ideas, concepts. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be able to grow that into something that was that, like, you know, we had offices in five different countries, multi-million dollar business, that really cemented that belief, like in my heart and soul that it's 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 not like people don't buy things, people buy from people. Mm. And I think the biggest gift and advantage that we have in this high ticket affiliate marketing space, or especially this uh, product we, we partner with, because yes, you're selling a product, but we're not hiding behind a product, right? If I had to go out and be like, hi, I'm Yela. Do you want to buy this, you know, $5,000, $10,000, you know, mug of tea? Um, first of all, I'd feel like an ass because it's not authentic. It's not who I am. And second of all, I'm asking people to spend something, right? To buy something. You give me this uh, and I'll give you this mug. And then that's it. Where the space we're in, the way I view it is, yes, of course you buy a product, but that product is your key to a business vehicle. It's an investment to a business in a box that has everything done for you, has a whole sales team for you waiting, like, hey, Jess, good morning. A whole marketing team saying, hey, babe, you look great. The whole admin, everything, the stock, the shipping, it's a business in a box. Mm. So because of that perspective on it, I'm excited 
to sell it. I'm excited to introduce people to it. One of the first girls I enrolled into this business, and that was not when I had this self-belief around this business because I was so new to it. It took me a while to kind of land with it. And I was still kind of like finding my way and almost apologetic about it. Um, as I said jokingly to my team, you know, I was almost treating, you know, this affiliate business next to my coaching as if it was like chlamydia. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a coach. Oh, yeah. And then I have chlamydia. No, no, no. I remember, <laughs> you know, like it, literally that's how I was approaching it. I don't know how those first people signed up with me. But she said something that completely flipped the script for me. And she said to me, oh, my God, Yela, I cannot wait to bless people's lives with this opportunity. And that for me just flipped the switch as in, wait, I'm not selling you this product. I'm blessing people's lives with an opportunity. And that is such a gift because if you truly feel that, if you truly believe that, and if you don't, then you shouldn't be doing this, right? Mm. It's an honor. It's a joy to do this. It's a joy to say. Yeah, I completely agree. And I now come from the space of like, you are getting so much more value from this than I am, which is a really beautiful space to come from. And it's, you know, that's heart-led sales when you know that they're getting more value than what they're spending. Like it is way more valuable long-term for someone to be able to work with you, for example, Yela, for the rest of their life in business. They, they invest once and they get you in their pocket for the rest of the business career to draw on with your background, with your experience, with your success story as well, rather than, sorry. I said, yeah, they're stuck with me. They're (laughs) stuck with you in a great way. You know, they're not investing only in like a three or a six month container. They actually get you for life. So I know there's so much value for the person on the other end. And I think that's why, yeah, like you, when, when that clicks for you, you're like, oh, wow. Okay. There is just so much more value in it for them than it is for me. I think everything in life gets to be a win, 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 right? Mm. It gets to be, if it's not, it's, it's, it's not a good deal, right? And I, that's why I also never mind um, when people pitch me or try to sell me something. I'm like, I believe that sales is an act of service. If you are a stand for what you sell, your service, your product, whatever it is, your offer, your program, if you are selling it to me, if you're pitching it to me, I'm sure that you really believe it will have an amazing impact Otherwise, you wouldn't be putting this out into the world because it's, it's, it's scary and it's hard. You don't do that just for shits and giggles. So I think it's important that in any situation, in business, in life, you create a win-win for everyone. Mm, yeah. And yeah, that's what we get to do here every day. And that's what, you know, we spoke about, you know, earlier today, we had a little chat and we spoke about grit, right? Like what keeps you going, the momentum. It's that. It's that idea of like, you get to share this and not just you get to, I think it was Gabby Bernstein. I once heard say that if your story or your post or product or service or business solution, if you believe in your heart of hearts that it has the potential to touch even one life in a positive way, it's your obligation to share that. And I'm like, and that's what I feel like. I'm like, I, I, this has changed my life. And this is not in the hallmark kind of way. It's changed my life. 
I'm raising two teenagers by myself, just traveled Europe for a month. We get like, we have this beautiful lifestyle that I couldn't have had without this high ticket affiliate business. And if I believe that there is one person out of the, what is it, seven or 8 billion that are walking this earth that can benefit from that, just like I have, it's not an option. It's my obligation to share that with the world in a soul aligned way, right? Not in a gross way, but in a way that works for me and hopefully resonates for the people who resonate with me. And that's the beauty of attraction marketing. I love that so much. And coming from corporate, I'm sure you can resonate as well. One thing that lit me up so much working in agency, and I'm sure, I mean, a lot of women that I speak to that work in corporate, they all agree that this is one really good component of it, is when you have a team and you get to do their performance review and you get to help them to get to the next level, right, in their career, and you help them to get a pay rise, you help them to grow in some way, shape, or form, generally speaking, you don't get anything for that right? Like you don't get a, you might get a pat on the back, but you're not getting incentivized to do that. And sometimes it's at the expense of someone else. So if there's only one position for an account director and there's maybe three account managers that could, you know, their next career step is an account director, then it's actually at the expense of someone else. So what I love about this business as well and blessing other people's lives with it and mentoring women is that no one is getting hurt in the process. We get to help with career progression where everyone holds their own checkbook of what they get to get paid. Everyone is in control of what level they are in their career. They get to progress and get given a promotion at any point with no one else. It's not at anyone else's expense. And I saw that a lot which, you know, it's just the reality of the agency model, right? And and the corporate world model is that there's only so much to go around. There's only so much money to go around. There's only so much bonuses to go around. There's only so much in terms of promotions to go around. So I love that we, because I know for both of us, empowering women is just such a big drive for us. We get to do that where everyone has the autonomy and the independence to do it themselves and without anyone losing out. Yeah. And to top that off, like, you know, the cherry on the cake, which blew my mind, is that not only does everyone get to win, but, you know, when you when you dive in and you're really going for that legacy wealth, what I was talking about earlier, right, where both of us have planted our flag, my retirement, you know, my kids uni fund. When I realized that the only way for me to get there is to genuinely help other people get there. I was blown away because honestly, this is the first time I've seen a business model truly built on collaboration. And it's also a bit of an insurance policy for the people Mm. jumping on board, the people joining my team, the people joining your team. It's like, you know, when you take that leap and you finally decide to go all in on yourself, that you, me, whoever has a vested interest in your success. Yes, our drive is to empower you. Our drive is to support you. And as like an extra insurance policy, we have a vested interest in seeing you thrive. Mm. So, I mean, where, where in the world, whether it's in corporate or as an entrepreneur or as a coach or no matter how great your network is, do you have people rooting for you so hard 
that they will go above and beyond because your success is their success. That is such an important one I want to touch on actually, Yela, because in the coaching world, because I did do coaching as well, like in the social media and personal branding space, what I didn't love and what I see so much more value in investing in a business when you get a mentor for life is, look, a coach basically, it's not that they're not a good human that cares about you, but if they're really building a business, they're not going to have the energy to really keep in touch with you after that three to six month container is up. It's like, that's it. You've invested in three months or six months or whatever, and then it's up. And they have no vested interest in whether what they've taught you actually works to build your business or to solve whatever problem it is, right? Because they're not being paid on your success. Whereas in this business, we are actually being paid to help people be successful. So we get a cut when someone is successful. It's like owning a franchise. Like if you owned a franchise of McDonald's in Sydney and it's going really well, then you'll get paid a cut of it. And if it's not going really well, because you're not mentoring them, you're not showing them the ropes, you're not making sure they know all the systems and processes, then you're not going to get as much out of that as well. So I think it's a really authentic way to do business because from my stint in coaching, unfortunately, I saw a side of coaching I'd never even fathomed existed because I just hadn't had that experience of witnessing people, big clients who then were dropped like, you know, I don't know the saying, but they would sort of drop and then like, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Like, and then it was kind of like, oh, well, you were just a, a past client. And I just, when I witnessed that, I was like, that just does not sit well with me. No, and I get it. Like, I get it from both sides, right? Like, I get also in the PR world, you know, you have a mm. client sign a retainer for an X amount of months, the retainer's up, uh, good luck, you know? Like, I mean, that's where the work ends. But from my coaching work and how this integrates from that point of view, not only does it like, you know, like you said, you get a mentor, you get a coach for life, but also as a coach, even as an amazing coach, even as a master, I'd like to think I'm a freaking amazing coach. Good. See, I'm talking ridiculous. You are. Ridiculous self-belief. There we go. Um, I, I think I'm an amazing coach. And there is only so much you can do in terms of mindset, emotional work, trauma work, somatic work. I mean, and and there's a lot, right? But I'm a business coach. So I focus mainly, obviously, on helping people build their businesses, which touches up on everything because nothing is ever just one thing. But I can do all the mindset work and money beliefs and systems and strategies in the world. But if someone doesn't have a model that is suited for the for the vision they have right i always say like okay you have your vision okay you see this weird tower you see people wearing berets and baguettes okay it's paris like you want to go to paris that's your vision that's where you want to go is um what is the vehicle you currently have you can love it like i had to look at my coaching business and realize i loved it but it was a bicycle and a bicycle isn't going to get me from new zealand to paris right? Mm. It might be great. I mean, I'm Dutch, so I love my bicycle, but <laughs> it wasn't going to get me there, right? I'm yeah. going to need a different vehicle. Mm. So really being able to help people, yes, with their mindset and skill set and tool set and, and all the inner work that needs to be done to thrive in business. 
but then also have a practical, pragmatic solution that goes beyond that kind of ethereal work. Yeah, just just elevated the whole experience for both me and my clients. Mm, Yep, I so agree. It has to be the right vehicle, 100%. Or yeah, all of your hard work just can't really get them there. At the end of the day, it's still a bicycle. (laughs) Yeah. Great ones. Yeah. Yeah. Can you explain a bit about, so you've explained where you came from and the sort of the pain and and where you were in terms of a lot of work, a lot of things happening in your life and that you were seeking to have that balance. What did you then find and, and sort of what did you move into now? So it's funny, I, I made that vow, that big promise to myself, you know, never to, to do that again. And, um, and I'm an ambitious girl, right? I'm a driven person. I love, I love business. I love building things, creating things, especially out of nothing. So after I sold my business, I started uh, working as a coach and I got certified as a master coach. And I absolutely loved and love that, right? I still work as a coach. And I, my life, my life was changing, right? I'd been married for 15 years. I got divorced. I'm a single mom. Their father lives on the other side of the world. Like my life radically changed in the past couple, three years, kind of over and over again. And even though the coaching business went really well, and I absolutely loved and love it, I was sitting there talking to a client, talking about exactly what we're talking about today, right? Going big and going home. And it hit me like, I am so full of shit. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Because when you look at it, no matter how much I loved what I was doing and I, and I wasn't, you know, at that space of burnout anymore and being run by my business, you know, I, I also had to come to terms that I wasn't going big and going home because the only way for me to go big in a coaching business, and when I say big, is create that that type of income that I dream of to have the life that I dream of, right? I wouldn't be able to go home because I was trading time for money. Mm. And yes, I can do, you know, instead of one-on-one coaching, group programs, masterminds, I have done, I do all of those things, but I realized my time wasn't truly leveraged. And here I am, the master coach talking about going big and going home and realizing I was just going home because the big I envisioned was not feasible, attainable without putting in so many hours that I was again going to be disconnected from my children, from myself, from what mattered to me most. Mm. So that's when high ticket affiliate marketing kind of crossed my paths. And I had never, I had no experience um, in this, in this field. I'd never heard of it. But then when I was introduced to it and saw what was possible and saw the compensation plan and kind of how it worked, like the little kid in me got all excited. It almost, it's almost like a board game, right? And I'm like, oh, wait, <laughs> this is doable. So that's kind of what brought me here today and how today, yes, I still work as a, as a coach uh, with my ongoing clients, but my main focus is really building this high-ticket affiliate business. And the irony in it all is that after doing this for, what is it, two, two and a half years now, I can say it's one and the same. 
because in this business, I get to help people from all over the world create that situation, create mm. that go big and go home lifestyle through a business vehicle that is truly scalable, but in a soulful way and truly time leveraged. Mm. Yeah, it is such a beautiful gift to be able to share this with others and actually show them something that I think a lot of people don't realize is out there. There's a lot of online incomes. There's a lot of side hustles. There's a lot of different opportunities out there. And, you know, we should be grateful for that in 2022, that there are so many different ways to create an income online. But I also know you've said no to a lot over the years, but you said yes to this and you've always exceeded and done so well because your belief has just always been through the roof. So what was it that you saw that was different in high ticket affiliate marketing to all the others? I think the biggest difference for me personally, I think it's, it's, it's changed. But when I was first introduced to it, um, I was in it for the money. Let's mm-hmm. be real, right? I wanted to create that go big, that, um, that business vehicle. And I saw the compensation plan. I saw the high ticket offer and the high ticket commissions. I saw the legacy income, which for me, being a solo parent, and an entrepreneur of 15 years, you know, like is, is literally my, my retirement and my kids uni fund. Like it's where I've planted my flag. So when I saw that, I was really happily surprised because I had just sold my business and I was looking at different ways to invest my money. And I was looking at, you know, property, crypto, gold, silver, whatever, whatever you can imagine, stock shares. And I realized everything I would invest my money in I would put my money there and kind of sit there, fingers crossed, hoping that the market, the economy, some magic external force would do its thing and it would work in my benefit. But what I saw here was not only that amazing earning potential in the short term and in the long term, but I was in the driver's seat, right? Maybe I'm a bit of a control freak, but I'm like, if I don't like the input, I changed the output because we built this business on a personal brand. We built this business on something that can never depreciate. And again, instead of putting my, all my, my eggs in other people's baskets, one or multiple, I was like, this is my basket. Mm. And I know that to some that can feel overwhelming and scary, but to me, that's that's rocket fuel, mm. right? Because I'm like, if I'm looking for to invest my money, and it's not just about investing money, money, time, energy into anything, I want to invest that into something that has the highest potential yield and the lowest potential risk. Mm. Now, I saw that the yield, that the return was really high through the compensation plan and the legacy wealth. And I saw that the risk was very low because... I'm, I'm in control. So for me, that was the safest option and was really the driving force when I jumped on board. Mm-hmm. Now, two, two and a half years later, there is so much more in here. And then the community part being biggest part of that, because I've lone wolfed life all my life, right? I've done it. I've, I've done entrepreneurship the hard way, just kind of making shit up as I go and working with like-minded, like-vibed people all over the world, right? 
has brought so much lushness and richness to my life. And being in a space of true collaboration, it's, it's changed the game for me, which is on a personal level, which is not why I initially invested or decided to jump on board. But damn, especially over the past three years where we've all had our lockdowns and, you know, not been able to travel home. You know, I live on the other side of the world from where I'm originally from. This community and the, the level of inspiration and personal growth and support that lives within uh, the Wildly Empowered Collective is just, it's mind-blowing. Yeah, I could not agree more. Like in normal entrepreneurship, you are by yourself. And in this business, it's like your business is for yourself, but you're not doing it by yourself. You've got a community. You've got people that have your back. You've got people to ask for support. There's always someone that can teach you something new or give you a different perspective or, or call you forward or show you a little hack to, to get there quicker. So yeah, community is, it's very I feel underrated in business because if it wasn't for the community in this business, I wouldn't be where I am. And I know you probably agree. Like it it really is what catapults you not only with all of that support and mentorship, but also just the collective energy and momentum, like what we're experiencing right now. Yeah. And it's amazing. And I think, so that is what shifted Another really big decisive factor for me was the level of automation, because Mm. like I said, I've, always lone wolfed and 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 made shit up as I went, right? Like entrepreneurship, I think to me and to most of my clients, no matter whether they're just starting out or running multi-million dollar businesses, entrepreneurship is always a little bit of like, oh, like some duct tape here and like a tire up there. And oh, let's see, hope this sticks. We kind <laughs> of invented ourselves as we go and wearing all the hats. Mm. And a lot of people have this beautiful gift or this beautiful um, creative skill that they want to share with the world. And then they start their own business. Just like, for example, I did in coaching. I had the benefit of having 10 years of entrepreneurship under my belt. But, you know, I've seen so many coaches or creatives wanting to um, put their service or product out into the world and realize that actually running a business is 90% of the other shit, the admin, the finance, the sales, the marketing, the tech, everything, and only 10% of being in your zone of genius. So for me, one of the biggest game changers in this business And one of the reasons I can do this next to running my coaching practice and next to solo parenting two kids and running a household and all of these things is because it's so highly automated that I get to play only in my zone of genius. Mm. And all the sales, the marketing, the admin is done for me. And I can Mm. look into support for the first time in 15 years of entrepreneurship. And it's delicious. Yeah. Yes. Automation is the sexiest, savviest thing that you can have in business. I could not agree more. And and likewise to you, you know, I started my business when I was working a nine to five and, and in PR. So, you know, it's never really a nine to five. It's like an eight to eight, but automation is for anyone busy out there that's thinking like, I couldn't do what Yale is doing. This is what it comes down to is having automation so that you can so that you've got yeah. systems happening for you in the background. 
And I'm a bit of a system horror. I love, I love me a good system. But when I first heard automation, I didn't quite, uh, it didn't quite land for me as often is the case until I was living it. Because with automation, it can seem impersonal and almost like robotic, like almost like you get a chatbot on the phone. That's not what I'm talking about at all, right? This is, I like to call it aligned automation. It's taking the processes and the heavy lifting kind of off your hands in this business, but giving a completely personalized and authentic experience to the client, the lead, the person looking to start this business online, mm. which was so important because, you know, the light, yes, systems are great, but never at the expense of real connection, because mm. that's what I love the most about what I do, right? Just meeting like-minded people from all over and helping them build the life of freedom and choice that they dream of. Mm. Yeah, I agree. It needs to be a balance of the both, the connection and personalization, and then also the automation that does the heavy lifting. It's awesome. (laughs) And so, Yela, where can people find you if they want to follow you and absorb some of your wisdom and magic? Where can they follow you or find you? You can find me on Instagram at Yaela underscore Rabber. You can find me on TikTok at Yaela Rabber, I think. (laughs) Just a bunch of my names. So that's Y-A-E-L-A and then R-A-B-E-R in one form or another. That's my name. That's where to find me. Amazing. And I'll pop the links to Instagram and TikTok in the show notes. Also, where can people find out more about how to get affiliate marketing and what you teach if they want to go and look at that? Absolutely. Yeah, no, I'd love to share that with you. I think there's a link uh, potentially you could pop in the the show notes as well, or just send me a message on Instagram or TikTok or Facebook or LinkedIn or wherever you find me and I'll send it to you directly. It's also probably in the link of my bio. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. Just find me and let's chat because instead of just going straight to the link, I'd love to get to know you and hear a little bit more about who you are, where you are in the world and what you're creating, what your vision is. Yeah. And we, I have to say, we do love action takers. If you really are serious about learning more and working with Yela, take the action to message her because you will not regret it. She's one incredible just a soul-aligned, heart-led leader. And I love working with you, Yela. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you so much for having me. It was such a pleasure. What a great conversation. And very last question before we pop off. If you could go back to your 21-year-old self, what would you tell her? What advice would you give her? Oof. Um, let's stick to business advice. <laughs> I got married at 22. Um, 21-year-old self, you don't need to be anything else but your beautiful, weird unicorn self. Love that. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I think every 21-year-old around the world needs to hear that. Yeah, I know. I'm like, I'm getting teary. I'm like, <laughs> I guess someone have told me that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Your daughter is very yeah. lucky to have you. You, Thank you so much. (laughs) Such a pleasure. Thank you so much for being here. And look, if you listen to this episode and you got any value, please screenshot it, share it on Instagram in your stories and tag Yala and myself. And we'd love to connect with you and reshare it as well. So thank you so much for joining. And until next time, enjoy life and go and thrive. Mm -hmm.